the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. And uh, one of the joys of our show, Aubrey, is being able to bring on people from uh, organizations that are doing really impressive things, really Mm -hmm. important things. And one of those organizations is Prison Fellowship. And we're excited to bring on the Vice President of Advocacy at Prison Fellowship. Her name is Kate Trammell. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're really excited to have you join us. And there's some specifics we want to talk to you about. But before we do that, give us just kind of the thumbnail sketch, the the overview of Prison Fellowship, what it is you guys do. Absolutely. You know, Prison Fellowship has been working for nearly 50 years alongside churches across America to reach men and women behind bars with a message of hope. We've done this through um, faithful Bible studies, through uh, targeted uh, in-prison programming, through our Prison Fellowship Academy, cutting-edge things like correctional transformational leadership, where we work with wardens to help them access the best ability as a leader to run prisons, and through advocacy, where we equip believers in their local communities to apply the values that they already hold through Scripture to the public square around them on issues of justice. And actually, Kate, that kind of ties into the question I want to ask you, because part of your role, you're the vice president of advocacy at Prison Fellowship. What does advocacy look like? I'm thinking for the Christians or the churchgoer, like how can they be a part of advocating for uh, what's happening in the prisons? Aubrey, I love that question. Thank you. You know, at Prison Fellowship, we think of advocacy as the way that we engage with culture and change laws. We believe that law follows culture, right? So we want to engage the hearts and minds of our neighbors with Christian values and really apply what the Bible says about justice to the world around us and the systems around us. So at Prison Fellowship, we have a variety of ways that we can partner with um, the everyday believer to think about how they can engage in this way and take action. One of those ways is by just navigating to our website, prisonfellowship.org, and joining the Justice Advocate Network. This is um, the easiest way to stay up to date on justice issues and how you can engage with them. We send out educational emails, invitations to webinars, film screenings, and other things by which we can really wrestle with ideas of justice and what they mean in application to our criminal justice system. And we also send out emails that people can send to their elected officials that help them understand a Christian view of justice and apply it to legislation that's on their desk in that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you guys do a, a really important so work. We were reading yep. 
the other day about something very specific called the Safer Supervision Act. Uh, one of these kind of laws and one of these things of what you are speaking. Can you mm-hmm. give our people just an idea? What is the Safer, Safer Supervision Act uh, and why is it important? Absolutely. You know, the way I like to think about legislation like safer, safer supervision is through the lens of our ministry. So through those 50 years that we've been working in prisons, our staff and our volunteers across the country have really walked through life with men and women behind bars. We've seen God move in their lives, transform them. We've observed their God-given dignity and potential. And time and again, we've seen them leave prison behind with bright hopes only to run smack into a wall of barriers. Mm. So supervised release is one way that we can help people leave behind crime and establish themselves as healthy neighbors in our communities. Mm. When it's there, uh, supervision can support uh, the right steps taken in the right way. And when it's too burdensome, it can really compound those practical challenges of reentry that people face. So legislation like Safer Safer Supervision Act um, really helps tailor the structure of supervised release for men and women with a federal sentence so that supervision is focused on keeping people safe, on setting good habits, but not overbearing in a way that inadvertently prevents them from being rooted in their communities for success. Oh, so helpful, Kate. For our listeners who may just um, not have any personal connection to prison fellowship or to someone behind bars, can you paint us a picture? Tell us a story, perhaps, of um, you know some of the impact of the work of prison fellowship in prisons around the world. Yeah, absolutely, Aubrey. Thank you. You know, prison fellowships work in the United States is in prisons all around the country. Um, And through that work, whether it's helping churches deploy Bible studies in prisons um, or equipping staff and volunteers to help men and women behind bars practice good values um, and live in community with one another through our Prison Fellowship Academy program, we are investing in people behind bars because we know um, that that over time, many of us have gone into prison with the expectation that we're going to bring Jesus behind bars. And surprise, we have found out he is already there. He is already there. Wow. Right? And so that has turned into this um, broad ministry where we we get to know men and women behind bars. We get to know their families um, through the Angel Tree program where we partner with local churches to provide them Christmas gifts and ongoing experiences to be closer-knit with local congregations and support it through Angel Tree camping and other things. And then we really want to identify the systemic issues in our justice system that impact them and hold them back and work to advance those because this is a way that we love our neighbors. Mm. So we have seen this impact lives um, all across the country. You know, I think about people like my friend Jesse in Texas, who's one of our justice ambassador volunteers who gives of his time regularly to help change his culture and change the laws in his state. Um, And Jesse, you know, he has um, a criminal record. He's been incarcerated on a murder charge in the past in Texas. In prison, he um, became a follower of Christ and absolutely transformed his life. And now Jesse is um, a nurse in a hospital in Texas, giving of himself every single day to improve the health and lives of others around him. And he regularly testifies before committees on policies like access to driver's license for people with a criminal record that help people find their footing 
in a, in a safe and effective way in his community. Because I know Jesse, I can also say that Jesse does this because he loves Jesus. Mm. He does this because he's experienced personally what it means to be redeemed and filled with hope and purpose. And I'm so honored to work with people like him every single day. It's yeah. Amazing. Kate, that's, that story is so powerful. I, I guess I would want to end here. Some people might be listening going, I don't know. You say God's at work in prisons. I don't know that I believe it. You know, I don't know. Mm. It, but we hear these stories over and over again, whether it's through colleges or ministries or whatever. Help paint a picture for people that, in fact, in prisons, there, there's that is like kind of fertile ground for the gospel and for, for mm. what God is doing. Yeah. You know, Brian, I hear that from people all the time, too. They will um, talk about prison as a niche issue um, a, a niche place of ministry or just a dangerous, volatile place. Sometimes those things are true. But what I have found in my experience working with Prison Fellowship is that prison is a representation of the need that each of us have for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And prison is a community, right? And in that community, people are often um, very close to the reality that they, they're in need of something different. Mm-hmm. Life has not been working the way that they wanted. Um, and isn't that how we all are when we meet right. Jesus? Yeah. Um, yeah. Acknowledging our sin, acknowledging that he made us for more um, and dedicating our lives to him. So, uh, prison is a tough environment in many cases, but it is just a community of people who need Jesus, just like the community on the outside, and a community of people who have potential to give back and to live a healthy life. Um, and so that's how we like to think about prison and what really motivates us to to take on this challenge every day. That's great. great. I'd encourage people to go to prisonfellowship.org. That's prisonfellowship.org. Kate Trammell is the vice president of advocacy at Prison Fellowship. Kate, thanks so much. This is wonderful. Thanks thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Aubrey. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. You're listening to The Common Good. AIM 1160, hope for your life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.